What if I told you that covenants with God could change your life forever? Most people don't really understand what a covenant is or how it can benefit them. Covenants are agreements between two or more entities or people. But the most important covenants are the ones we have with God. Because with God, all things are possible. In this series of teachings, Pastor Nee helps us understand what covenants are, why do they exist, and what are the different types of covenants. So let's take a journey through the Bible as we discover the power of covenants. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for our gathering today. We pray that you would help us as you grant us understanding to your word. Heal someone, touch someone, make us whole. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So good to see all of you. Brother Tunji, it's good to see you. I thank God that all things are equal this morning. He understands that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, it's been four weeks, and I thank you very much for your forbearance. Uh, we have been studying on the subject of the power of covenants, and I have, been, I have enjoyed you very greatly. I hope that that feeling is mutual. Uh, in the past four weeks, we have learned a few things about covenant. Uh, we've learned about the different kinds of covenants. We've learned about suzerain covenants and parity covenants. We've learned about the three major covenants, uh, covenant of redemption, covenant of works, and the covenant of grace. Uh, we learned about the Noe covenant, Abrahamic covenant, the Sinaiic covenant, or the uh, Mosaic covenant, and we talked about the new covenant. We also studied in great detail blood covenant, using God's covenant with Abraham that started in Genesis 12, uh, was consummated in Genesis 15, and also Genesis 18, where we come to the uh, covenant that was marked by circumcision. Along the line, we learned a few things, some theological terminologies, uh, like Proto-Evangelium, which means the first gospel. Uh, we learned about the scandal of particularity when we're talking about God's covenant with Abraham and things like that. As we go along, whenever they drop, I will explain and we move forward. Today, in conclusion to the series, I want to talk to us about the covenant faithfulness of God or the faithfulness of God in covenant, in keeping covenant. How many of you know we have a faithful God? I don't know about you, but God is faithful. My God is faithful. Deuteronomy 7.9. Please, can you guys work with me today? Deuteronomy 7.9. <laughs> and we'd like to begin from there. Last week, we talked about the covenant between, as a, an example of parity covenant, the covenant between David and Jonathan. Uh, we shall start from there and segue into our studies for today. It says, no, say no. no. Don't just have an idea. No. Don't just have an acquaintance with what he's about to tell you. Know it. Say no. No, no. no therefore that the Lord thy God. There are three things there. The first thing, you must know. Acquaint yourself very well with it. It must be a part of you. If you forget anything else about this Lord, your God, know that number one, he is God. Ah, yeah. When it comes to the subject of God being God, 
He does not leave room for negotiation. I am not saying you don't leave room. I say he, God, does not leave room for anybody to question his godness. That is why in the Ten Commandments, the only commandment that had ramifications that goes beyond the lifespan of the perpetrator is the one that says, you shall have no other gods beside me. You shall not bow to any graving image. For when you do, I will visit the iniquities to the third and the fourth generations. Know that I am God. Ay, 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 ay. We just sang the song. You are God. From beginning to the end. There is no argument. Moses will also bring his song alongside. If Moses was standing here today, he would have raised that after that one. In Exodus 15, 11, Who is like unto thee, O Lord, who is like unto thee? Oh, Lord, uh, among the gods, who is like thee, glorious in holiness and fear. Among the gods, There you go. Can we stand for a minute? Let's stand. Listen, this is not church as usual. Reason of God joined together. That's what gives you Jehovah. Yahweh, which is all consonants, and Adonai. Remove the vowels from Adonai and put it in Yahweh. It gives you Jehovah. And he's saying no, that Jehovah, your God, he is the psalmist in Psalm 95 verse 6 says, please, I think you can Take your seats. Let, let's preach now. Psalm 95, 6. 
He said the God or the people are idols. But our God made the heavens and the earth. Take me back to Deuteronomy 79. So there are three things I said. The first one is you must know that the Lord your God, he is. The second one is the fact that he is a faithful God. Turn to somebody and say, he's a faithful God. And the third one is that he keeps his covenant. The keeping of his covenant is because he's a faithful God. Can I tell you about the faithfulness of God? That word faithfulness there is one of the few words which by definition creates a direct dichotomy between humanity and divinity. By the very definition of the word, you know who God is and who man is. It distinguishes between the total unreliability of man and the absolute dependability of God. You cannot match God in faithfulness. A man in his fallen state can never arrogate that word to himself, that word faithfulness. If you must use it, you are permitted to use it on condition that you will introduce a prefix UN, un, that you are unfaithful. If you can eavesdrop, into the conversation of a certain prophet who had backslided. He was a prophet for hire. In fact, he loved money so much, his name almost neared that of a malam. He's called Balam. <laughs> he had a conversation with a king by the name of Balak who had hired him to go and curse Israel. He got there and in Numbers 23, 19, he said, for God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and will he not do it? Hey, the man I'm said, there is a difference between God and man. Man has total unreliability, but God has absolute dependability. That's the faithfulness of God. Can I push this forward? In Lamentations chapter 3. The book of Lamentations was written by Jeremiah the prophet. Around 586 BC. When the two uh, tribes that were in the southern territory. Together called Judah. That is Judah and Benjamin. Had been taken into exile by Nebuchadnezzar. He began to pen his Lamentations. Everything that he said in Lamentations chapter 3, from verse number 1 to 19, all had to do with a sorrowful state. Because he was recounting the agony they were going through. Can we learn together? Lamentations 3, from verse number 1 to 19. Any of you pick a verse between 1 and 19. Let's see what I'm talking about. Anybody? Sister Adam, what verse do you choose? Between verse 9, 1 to 19. Verse 3, please give me Lamentations 3.3. 3. He said, and he shall offer of the sacrifices of peace offering, on offering made by fire. No, Leviticus, Master. I said Lamentations. I'm sorry, that's, that's in Canada, that's what we say, Master. I'm, I'm sorry. Master is Master. All right. Surely against me, is he turned? He turned his hand against me all day. Sister Ada, I mean, um, my sister Lola, what verse do you choose? Between 1 and 19. 6. Give me Lamentations. 3, 6. He have yet set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. Brother Twinji. 7. You are a very wise man. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> he have what? Heads me about. That I cannot get out. He have made my chain heavy. Doctor. 17. Give me 17. I'm not selling here. I'm not doing an auction. But we're learning. 
And thou hast what? Removed my soul for far from peace. I forget prosperity. Nothing can be more gloom than this. Yet when he was talking about this gloominess, he had to take a pause. And in verse 21, he says something, but this I record to memory and that I have hope. What do you record to memory? You have got to come to verse 22 to know that. He said, it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And it is what? His compassions, they fail not. They are new every day. What? Great is your faithfulness. Forget verse 1 to 19. Ah, let me come to myself. Now I record this to memory about what the God that I serve is. He did not say, I know it in my emotions. He did not say, I have a casual, casual relationship. He said, I record this to my memory. In other words, I make a deliberate, conscious, intentional decision to remember the goodness of God. These are recalled to memory. Therefore, I have hope. What do you recall to memory, Jeremiah? It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great! What is it that you are going through? That's your verse 1 to 19. Can you take a pause and come to 21 and recall to memory the God's goodness? Oh man. You guys may have to add five more minutes to my time. I have not even started. So there are three things. Number one, that know that he is God. Number two, that he is a faithful guy. Yeah. In verse 22 of Lamentations 3, when he says, The Lord's mercies, that word mercies is the Hebrew kased. Kased is the same as loving kindness. And loving kindness by definition is the attitude that covenanting partners decide to have because of the covenant. And Cassette says this, I am going to love you in spite of yourself and regardless of whatever you would do because of the covenant we have. Psalm 51 verse 1 it talks about the Lord having mercy upon me because of his loving because of cassette. so when two people are covenanting they become what we call friends so Abraham makes a covenant with God and Abraham was called the friend of David and Jonathan we saw from last week they made a covenant and they became friends. And what is flowing between them is called kased. Give me 1 Samuel 20 from verse 14 to 17. Let's see what Jonathan told David. Hallelujah. Work with me. And thou shalt not only this is Jonathan talking to David. Thou shalt not only, while yet I live, show me the kindness of the Lord. That's the cassette of the Lord. That I die not. Yes, 15. But also, thou shalt not cut off thy kindness from my word. House forever. No, not when the Lord have cut off the enemies of David, everyone from the face of the earth. 16. So Jonathan made a covenant 
with the house of David, saying, let the Lord even require it at the hand of David's enemies. 17. And Jonathan, what, caused David to swear again. Remember Psalm 105 from verse number 8 to 10 when I told you about covenant language? He swore again because he loved him. For he loved him as he loved his word. So he says, so said to my family. In other words, the covenant extends to the offsprings of the covenanting parties. How did David show kindness to Jonathan? According to 1 Samuel chapter 20 from verse 14 to 17, when he made, he renewed the covenant. And he says, show cassette to my offspring. How did David do that? Because of time, I'm going to, well, let's read it. 2 Samuel chapter 9. You know the story of Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth is the son of Jonathan. Jonathan, we read from last week, that even though he had great perception about the next move of God, that David was the one that was going to lead the next move of God, that he had replaced his father, he recognized that. Yet he kept procrastinating. He continued to stay with the old till he perished with the old. So now, in 1 Samuel, the last chapter, him, his father, and his brothers are killed in war. In 2 Samuel chapter 1, David now ascends to the throne. Now David, when he ascended to the throne, remember 1 Samuel 20, 14 now, Jonathan had come to David and said, even when I am not there, I want you to show cassette to my offspring. Show the loving kindness of God. In other words, it does not matter what my offspring do. Because of the covenant, show them kindness. So David's son is called Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth, at this time when David ascended the throne, was five years. And when David ascended the throne, Mephibosheth's nurse, who attended to him in the royal court, thought that for sure, because of what Saul has been doing to David, David would definitely come and exact revenge. He will come and get his pound. I mean, so man, when the, an evil spirit, jealousy possesses you, you become another man or woman. Thank you. <laughs> he pursued David all through the countryside, even to the wilderness. But look at David who has been touched by God. At one point, the man was in the cave. You know why he was in the cave? He was having a bile movement. Huh? The Bible said it. He was emptying his bowels. And you know, <laughs> when you are in that position, you are, you, you look, you, you, are, you are defenseless because you must have a certain ease to do your business. That's, you are answering nature's call. That's why in some, in, in some places in my country, they say, I am going to ease myself. It is a posture of vulnerability. Saul was in that posture of vulnerability in the cave. That's where he was doing his business. While he was pursuing David, David came and cut a portion of his robe while he was doing his business. When he got done, David raised it up and said, So, I could have just killed you. When you were at ease, doing easy things. <laughs> Hallelujah! It's in your Bible. I'm not telling you anything that's not in the Bible. So, for sure, David will exact revenge. So, this nurse, in an attempt to save Mephibosheth, who was five years, picked him up from the palace and began to run so they can flee from David. In the process of running, she trips. Mephibosheth falls and she fell on him and he became lame, crippled. What I've just told you is in 2 Samuel 4, 4. He became crippled. So he left, they left the palace 
and went to a place called Lodiba. Lodiba means a place of no pasture. You have left the palace and you have gone to a place of what? No pasture. Lodiba is near Gilga and it is a ghetto. It's a ghetto place. And so they left the palace and more than likely they were living in a shack. Does that not picture us? When Adam fell, he left the garden and then he left the celestial palace of God. We were in him and we were all crippled by his fall. Humanity was crippled by the fall of Adam. And we made our way to Lodiba. Because they thought they were running from David. So David now in 2 Samuel chapter 9. Verse number 1. Let's begin to read now. Look at David. The person they thought they were running away from. It says, and David said. Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul? That I may show him cursed for Jonathan's sake. Hallelujah. Because of the covenant I have with Brother Buddy, it's good to see you. Is there anyone that is left in Saul's house? And he was intentional about mentioning Saul. The man who was. Let me, can I speak like a Nigerian? Pursuing me. Can I, can I, can you just, the man who was pursuing me, can you give me somebody from his house that I may show him kindness? That is the power of covenant. Remember what I told you, the definition of loving kindness is to show kindness to a covenanting party, even regardless of what they do, whether they merit it or not, it's not meritorious. It is because of the covenant. That's the position we find ourselves in, sir. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Show kindness one to the other, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. God forgave us for the sake of Christ. In other words, Christ and God had a covenant. Remember the covenant of redemption? And we are the Mephibosheth between David and Jonathan. He said, God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for what? Is that not what David said in 1 Samuel 9, 1? Is there anyone left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for the sake? So, because of time, let me give you the story. There was one of Saul's servants that approached David and said, Yes, there is one person I know. His name is Mephibosheth. He's in the ghetto, Lodiba. Say, can you go and get him and bring him here? And so I can imagine in the ghetto, as they were there, the royal chariot pulls out. Immediately they know it has something to do with the newly crowned king. And I'm sure Mephibosheth has begun to raise. Today is my end. I'm done. I'm done. Did he say Okwario? Uh, that means it is finished. I will release my Yoruba skills here. Benny, Benny. <laughs> it means it's true. I thought I was hiding from David. Alas, he has found me. Where can I go to hide from the presence of the Lord? He said, there is nowhere. Even if I take the wings of the morning and fly away to a far place. There! I like the song that says, his love is coming after me. This is love that is pursuing him. Hallelujah. It is pursuing him. You thought you are running away. 
It is the loving kindness of God that leads men to repentance. It is the cassette. My people says, puts his hand on his head. At last, I'm done. He said, no, the king wants you. Take him to the palace. David said, are you Mephibosheth? He said, yes, have mercy upon your servant, for I am but a dead dog. David said, no, you're not a dog. You will be like one of my sons. And you will eat at my table. Going forward, you will eat at my table. Look at the power of covenant. Everything in verse number seven. Give me verse number seven. A man that was living in the shack in the ghetto, all of a sudden, within the snap of a finger, he has become a wealthy man with massive real estate holding. Verse 7. But unto every one of us, no, Master. Second Samuel 9, 7. And David said unto him, Fear not. For I will surely show you what? Kesed! For Jonathan, your... It is not because of you now. For Jonathan, your father's sake. And I will do what? Restore thee. Not some, not majority, not almost, but all the land of saw thy father. And you shall eat bread at my table, what? He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Yeah, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely, goodness and mercy. Because of the covenant between God and Jesus, the Lord will show me cassette. Everything the palmer worm, the canker worm, the caterpillar have eaten from your life because of the covenant, the Lord will restore unto you. So I will restore all the land of your father. So I have no interest. I will not confiscate anything because I am operating by a higher principle that is called covenant. It is all yours from nothingness to becoming a massive real estate holder it is all yours not only that but you will eat at my table not only today continually the night before I am sure he was dragging his lame feet in the dusty place of that ghetto looking for what to eat but the day after by the power of covenant, by the power of covenant, waiters will come to my Mephibosheth. My Lord, what would you want to eat today? My Lord, do you want satin on your bed? My Lord, do you want cotton? My Lord, that's the power of covenant because of the sake of your father Abraham. Show kindness because of how God, for Christ's sake, has showed you. So Mephibosheth was pursued by love. He was chased down to the ghettos by love. May the love of God chase every one of you today and bring you out of your ghettos in the name of Jesus. In Joshua chapter 9, Joshua, you know by this time in chapter number 6, the walls of Jericho have come down. The next state, which they must of needs conquer before they get into their territory, is a small country by the name, they are small as their name is, Ai. You will think Ai will be means meat. But they suffered a massive defeat because of Achan. Now when Achan was exterminated, listen to me my friends. God will never allow you to progress 
until you have mastered that which he wants, he must of necessity work in your life. When Achan was exterminated, God did not say, okay, we have dealt with AI. So, no, go back and fight AI. And they won. That is typical of God. When the prophet's servants lost their axe head, what did he tell them? Show me exactly the place where you lost it. defeated AI at this time and so there was a small group of people who were also in that place living among them they are called the Gibeonites this guy said we have heard of the fame of this God and how powerful he is what he did to all the nations on their way to where they are now we will not be foolish to sit down for them to come and attack us let us find a way albeit crooked the ways may be to get into a covenant with them so they started they bought agege bread they left it there for some time and it became moldy hard hard cracking wineskin and then they went to joshua they said your servants we have come from a very far place we have heard about the fame of your god please Get into covenant with us. Joshua said, what if you guys are tricking us? And you live around us. Said, no, look at our gege bread. It's still, look, it's moldy. It's, it's, we've, we started our journey from a long time. So he believed them. And the Bible says, without inquiring of the Lord, Joshua, and by extension, Israel, went into a covenant with them. The terms of the covenant is specific. Permit us that we will live among you and you will not kill us. Not very long after, some countries came to attack them. Joshua needed to go and defend them. In fact, God himself got involved in the battle. And the Bible said he threw great stones from heaven upon the heads of the people. Why? Because his people in his name have entered into a covenant. And because he's a faithful God, he must protect that covenant. That's the power of covenant. So Joshua, when he discovered that, he said, why did you trick us for the rest of your days? You become hewers of wood and drawers of water for the camp of our God. But we will spare you and you will live among us. Fast forward. First, second Samuel 21. Second Samuel 21. Because of time. Second Samuel 21. He said, and then there was a famine in the days of David. How many years? Three years. Year after year after year after year. That one is my addition. And David inquired of the Lord. Listen to what the Lord said. And the Lord answered. It is for what? Saul. And for what? His bloody house. Why? Because he slew. I thought David was the man after God's own heart. I thought David is the man that God does not play with. I thought David is the one that asks God for directions in everything. Shall I go? Shall I pursue? Will I overtake? Will I conquer? In every moment. That's why he's called a man after God's heart. But God could not deny himself because covenant had been broken. Not by him. But during his reign, the first three years, year on year on year on year, there was famine. When he inquired of the Lord, the Lord said, Because Saul and his bloodthirsty house, they slew the Gibeonites. Remember them? Joshua chapter 9. The people that connived and deceived Joshua into a covenant. The covenant was specific. He said, we will live among you and you will not kill us. That is the power of covenant. God had to bring retribution because that covenant is broken. So David then brings the Gibeonites 
and he says what do you want us to do for you because now he wants to uh, remedial the problems they were having let's 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 find solution to this what do you want the Gibeonite said we don't want your gold and we don't want your silver you see that man saw that killed our people bring seven men from his house that will kill them kill seven men from his house the house of Saul David said all right I've heard you can have seven men from the house of Saul but Mephibosheth you will not have power past power there is a covenant that I have with his father that supersedes that one that you did with Joshua. Therefore, you can have any male out of the house of Saul. But as for Mephibosheth, you will not get. Your God is a covenant-keeping God. If you are here today, because of time, when you have time, take a look at Psalm 36 verse 5. It says your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Psalm 89 verse 1 verse 5 verse 8. Your faithfulness is all around me. Psalm 119 verse 90. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. To what? All generations. Can we stand to our feet? You know, when Mephibosheth sat at the table with David, if you are a stranger and you walk in, you will never know he was lame. Because he sat upright just as one of the sons of David. In Luke 22, 20, Jesus said, this is the new cup in my blood. When we come for communion, we say, well, we are coming to the Lord's word. So when you are there, ah, another one of the terminologies we learn is double imputation. had given us double imputation that when we sit at the Lord's table you sit as one that has never sinned just as if you have never sinned it's because of the power of the covenant that Jesus has with his father can you close your eyes today go back to Deuteronomy 7, 8, 9 with your eyes closed he said, know this, know this, know this, that the Lord your God, He is God. It's another theological terminology. Can I give it to you? It's called divine aseity. Aseity means He does not, His existence is not predicated on external forces. He lives by Himself. God is independent. We are dependent on him. For in him we live, we move and have our being. Not the other way around. He lives on his own. Does things after the counsel of his own will. If that God is your God, lift up your eyes, I mean your, your hands today. And thank him. Say, Father, I thank you that you are God. Just say that to him. Thank him that he is God. He is God over your family. He is God over every situation. He is God over your job. He is God over your business. He is God over your business. Just tell it to him today that Lord my God, I thank you that you are God. You are God. You are God all by yourself. You are God all by yourself. There is no argument. <laughs> there is no argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God all by yourself. The God of the people are idols. But the Lord our God, He made the heavens and the earth. Who is like unto you, O God? 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 Among the gods, who is like unto you? Glorious in holiness. You are fearful in praises. You are doing wonders every day. Thank you. Now that you have thanked him that he is God, begin to thank him that he is faithful. Thank him for his faithfulness. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
that we are not consumed and his compassions they feel not they are new every day of this week they are new on Monday they are new on Tuesday new on Wednesday new on Thursday new on Friday new on Saturday new next Sunday and your faithfulness is great your faithfulness is great we want to thank you you love us so much the scripture did not say that your mercy and your compassion no he puts it in plurality he said the mercies of God and his compassions may you have mercy for your life mercy for your business mercy for your house mercy for your children mercy and compassion in all spheres of your life may this week may the Lord surprise you for good may he surprise you for good may he surprise you for good may his faithfulness shine upon your life all the days of your life thank you father we bless you in jesus name everybody say amen shall we share the grace of god and now the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit now and forevermore. Now turn to the next person and say, Surely, surely, his cassette, his cassette for the sake of Christ shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.